Hello everybody and welcome to the Northern Monkeys Football Show. Um, we've got lots of football to talk about this week. We've got not not much football but there's plenty to talk about it because a lot, a lot happened in the games and some managerial changes and well plenty of interesting stuff I'm sure. You're uh, really selling it this week aren't you? Well you know. <laughs> Setting the bar, set the bar low, and it's all right. People get, you know, people are more impressed. Well, we, we never claim to be the best show. No, that's true. Unless you're in Hong Kong or New Zealand, in which case we are definitely in the top five. No, we're not in the top five. Top thirty. I thought we were really high in Hong Kong as well. I thought it's quite high. Anyway, Wayne's obviously with us. Yes, I am, and uh, uh, hello to all our followers in Hong Kong. Now <laughs> uh, we've got Nuttall joining us again. Hello. Uh, Odiode. Hello. With his two ovens. Yeah, two oven. I can't yeah. believe you brought two ovens with you to record a podcast, Odd. Two oven Odiode is what we're going to call you from now on. Before we start, I'm just going to... Um, it, it's an apology. It's an apology again that I'm, that I'm looking for. Uh, so, anybody that's listened to last week will know that uh, Wayne denied that he said everyone was dead in the Premier League when talking about... Uh, the teams down at the bottom of the Premier League <clears throat> after looking through it he did in fact say it uh, on the Everyone Was Dead episode at 31 minutes and 51 seconds roughly roughly around him. that time yeah <laughs> so Wayne I'd like you to issue an apology to us and to the teams that you described as dead and to your family yeah obviously of course. So, so first of all, my apologies to Nuttall's wife and kids, who've obviously got a lot of attention this week while he's been digging this up. Um, my second apology will be to Wayne Wright, because we've not mentioned him for a few weeks, and yeah. I think he, he feels lonely, and um, we're all worried about you, Wayne Wright. Um, third, I still haven't received proof that this happened. I've just been told that it happened at this I, I've time. I've listened to it, and it's right. Um, but I will, I will take Lex's word. And I think I'll just listen to it as well. Yeah, I'd I'll take Lexi and Odin's word on this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apologise to um, all Villa fans, I suppose, am I apologising to? And West Ham, I think. All oh, teams apart from Norwich, really. Because they actually yeah. were dead. Yeah. Don't, don't apologise to Villa. Mm. You see, I'm conflicted about <laughs> that. I, I, I apologise to Villa Football Club, not the fans. Or Jack Grealish. Does that seem fair? Or Dean Smith. So who are you apologising to? I don't know. Some I don't know, some entity somewhere. Doug Ellis? Is, is he still alive? Don't know. He was dead when he was yeah. still chairman, weren't he? I thought it was Randy Lerner uh-huh. last time I heard. Oh no, oh. Doug Ellis was Sunderland. Doug Ellis was Sunderland. Oh, for fuck's sake. There were an old guy at Villa. They were like an old chairman that had been there forever. Anyway. Yeah. And, anyway, yeah, I apologise to Doug. We don't really care, do we? No. no, no. I apo- anyway, Doug Ellis, I'm sorry about what <laughs> happened to you at Villa. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't really know what happened with that apology, but I apologise to someone for something. Um, Ron Atkinson. Right, um, mm. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Marcel, if you are listening, and you are because you've not said that you're not. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, it's good to have you on board. Yeah. Okay, we're going to start as we always do with a little. Uh, sort of quiz hopefully, um, hopefully if we can get through more than one question this week I would hope that we get through more than one question I made the first one quite difficult I hope Okay. Uh, there's only four though there's only four clues this time so it might Ooh. you should get it on some of them 
Still, uh, still that last one is a bit of a giveaway. Anyway, uh, so this is a competition. You've got to guess the competition. So if it's the League Cup, I'm going to beat you to death. It's not the League Cup. Good, that's one down and, and Because the, so the first clue is that I have been won by Leo Messi, Neymar, Pep Guardiola, and JJ Acocha as all as players. So Guardiola was where he was a player. I'm going to have a guess. It's a bit obvious though, so I'm not sure. Ballon d'Or. No. I'm going to go with Confederations Cup. No. Will be? Club World Cup. No. Uh, there is no trophy for winning. What, you got a fucking Blue Peter badge? That's, that's, that's the clue. I can't give you any more clue because then that would be another clue win. The clue is that you don't get you don't you not get a trophy for winning. What do you get? Like a pack on the back? This is not how the game works, Wayne. <laughs> so you're gonna get a trophy for winning. Stop stalling and have a guess. If you don't know, we can move on. <laughs> Obi, anything? Spanish player of the year. No. Not Spanish, but in Spain. Yeah, no. FIFA Fair Play Award. Nope. The Golden Shoe. No. <laughs> uh, this is an international tournament. Mm-hmm. Too long tournament? Trophy. Not too long. What did you say? Uden. Uden? I'd love to see JJ Acosta playing in Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I did think he would have it. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? No, no. The last clue. The most wins of this tournament are Hungary... And Great Britain. I think I've got it. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah, Olympics. Mm -hmm. There you go. Told you last clue. Is it really not not trophy? It just 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 the individual medal. Yeah, just gold medals. Because you don't get. So you don't like a like a a a nation gets a gold medal too. It's just the players that get it. Yeah, each player gets each player gets a gold medal. Yeah. Okay. It's still like hockey and um, things like that. There's no, no Olympic trophy. Rugby sevens or whatever. The stupid rugby game they've got in nowadays. I would have loved to have seen Neymar take part of the Udan trophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seeing Neymar being booked for diving in the final by Craig Holland. <laughs> shout out, Craig. Two weeks in a row There's now, two shout outs you've done already. We're only six minutes in. It's going to be a week of shout outs. Is it? Wayne's now used up all of his friends. So I'm just trying to do the math here. Your, your family don't count as friends. Reverend Hughes? Friend. Tied the friend. Um, mm. Friends are maybe not the right word. Just because, just because you've been intimate, it doesn't mean you're friends. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it has been more than 20 years. You're probably right. <laughs> okay. Moving on to action. Shout out, Reverend Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Thank action. you for touching my bumhole. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. It's out there now, I suppose. He looked like kind of guy, to be fair. It was out there when he was going to go on it, yeah. <laughs> the rest of the congregation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this bit's not going to make it in, is it? Uh, I'm not cutting it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just uh, we'll bypass it now. It's, it's it's happened. We've got to just get on with it and ag- agree that it's. You can bypass it. I can't sit down properly. It's still been twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're young, Gwyn. 
<laughs> On to actual football. He did bad things to me in the vestry. <laughs> the FA Cup final happened this weekend. Uh, the Arsenal won 2 1. Uh, came, came from behind against Chelsea to win 2 1. Chelsea win as a tight 10 men. Uh, Arsenal, it's their 14th FA Cup win, uh, which extends their record as the um, most FA Cup wins uh, ever. Odin, uh, start with you. Uh, I thought, particularly the first half, it was a really good game. We were quite end to end at the first half, weren't it? Yeah, it were, Chelsea started uh, really well, didn't they? Mm. Uh, Pulisic were causing no end of problems. Yeah, brilliant. The, the mini Hazard, as, uh, <laughs> yeah. as you said last <laughs> week. But yeah, it. Uh, Seemed to go tits up after after penalty, didn't it? Um, yeah. And they never really seemed to get going after that. They had a few more injuries, didn't they? Yeah, Pulisic, Pulisic came off just after half time. Aspilicueta came off after giving away a penalty. Mm. Um, it's two losses in two years at Wembley, if you're interested in it, for Lampard. Yeah, that's big Frankie Lamp. Yeah, can't hack it, can he? Can't handle that that fact. It, well, it'll have been celebrating semi-final to hard. That's what that's what'll happen. Uh, so, but yeah, Arsenal deserve winners and mm. the Bamiyang that second goal. Yeah. It was a lovely finish that weren't it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad Arsenal Arsenal uh, upset upset Chelsea and uh, Frank Lampard. Yeah. As somebody who's probably not particularly happy that they won, although Wayne, you said you'd be very happy for Arsenal to win the FA Cup. I am very happy. It's all coming into my master plan now. Yeah, it's uh, part one, letting win a, a major trophy, so Arteta gets a job at a, a major club. <laughs> part two, watch them slowly, slowly die. It's beautiful. Do you have any more specifics about how you, how they would die? Because not only would have been the FA Cup is success... It gets them into Europe, which was which was what they needed. So it's I don't see a downside yet. Well, I mean, you mean playing Kilmarnock in qualifying round at Europa League? No, they got straight through the groups. The UEFA Cup, you go straight through the groups, straight at Europa League. Okay, playing Kilmarnock in first round at Europa League. Kilmarnock won't make it to groups. Why not? I don't know the shit. Sorry to any Kilmarnock fans out there. No, just on a, on a serious note. I'm happy for Arteta, I'm a big Arteta fan, he's a good coach, um, but why would he Why would he stay? He'll get a better job offer elsewhere. Where can you see Arteta going? Yeah. Honestly, I can see him ending up at somewhere like, somewhere like Real, or somewhere like that would take a punt on him, and he would be a good fit for him. Mm. What was that noise? We've, we've got a shake of the head from Nuttall. Well, I heard a meowing well, noise, no, Nuttall. It's proved nothing yet, as it to be fair. I like Arteta, I hope it as well, but it's proved nothing at this moment in time. So there's no big clubs, big big clubs going to come in and go for him. The only place I can really see him going from Arsenal is City, because they've developed him to that. That was that was the idea of him being behind Pep, weren't it? Mm. I think it's quite impressive that it's, it's the two games where the two their two biggest games of the season that they had left because they were they were nowhere else in the league. They played. And done very very well. City in semi final, in particular, and then it finally, eventually, after after Chelsea's spell at the start, Arsenal were basically in complete control of the game. And I think that's really impressive. That Arteta's yeah. not been there for that long, and he's clearly got a way of playing. What begin when they played on the Liverpool when they played the league, Liverpool were half drunk probably, but they still were quite impressive by the way they set up 
and stop them from well, playing I, playing their game. I, I didn't see the game myself, but um, I, I'm not surprised. I wouldn't have been surprised whichever way it gone because mm. they're both teams that can turn up and they can be really, really good and they can turn up and they can be awful. So uh, I've watched highlights back. Uh, there were a few dodgy decisions yeah. in the game, I think, as well. Uh, I, I don't. Wayne, you'll probably be able to advise on this. Actually, I don't know the rule, but the, for the penalty, the foul started outside box. What, what's rule on that? It's not that where the foul. Give it where it's. No, it's not where the foul starts. It's where the foul ends. So if you start pulling right. someone's shirt outside box, and they don't go down, and you continue to pull the shirt inside, it weren't that. Yeah. But it's, it's usually is easier yeah, easier metaphor to give if you talk about yeah, pulling yeah. the shirt, and you continue to pull the shirt inside the box, and then they go down. Well, that's where the fouls finish. So that's where the fouls committed. But yeah, and, and they usually give it the other way, though, don't they? Is it changed recently? That? No, it's been that case for at least eight nine years. Anyway. I was going to say so. No, I, I seem to remember in the past. The, 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 there was some sort of rule where where the foul started was important. It's been but, like that for I say at least eight nine years, probably a little bit longer. To take it to an extreme, then, so let's say yeah. for example you you were put your shirt were getting pulled in the box and you for some reason decided to go out of the box and then the foul ended outside the box, it wouldn't be a penalty. Yeah, I mean you'd have to be a really well, stupid yeah. attacker, <laughs> but yeah, um, technically it, it's where the foul ends. Fair enough. I, th- I didn't know the rule, but I've seen a lot of it over the years mm, and yeah. assumed that that was the rule because mm. they always seem to give the foul just outside the box if mm. it carries on, don't they? I think that's because it's an easier decision to sell. In yeah. years gone by, before the you know sort of double jeopardy were sort of phased out, mm. and it actually made more sense to wait until the foul went into the box to save the defending team from getting someone sent off. Mm. Um, it was always easier to sell that way. Yeah. Um, but no, it's, it's always been rule, and I think it's more a case of like, human psychology that as soon as we see the foul, that's where the foul's taking yeah. place, rather than it's still a foul, it's still a foul, it's still a foul. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, on refereeing, uh, Kovacic got sent off two yellow cards. Uh, Udi, how harsh was the second yellow card? Yeah, it was very harsh, wasn't it? Yeah. it I forget what Arsenal player it were, but he stood on his foot. Stood on his foot. But you can't appeal it, can you? You no. can't appeal that. Uh, and VAR can't turn yeah. around and say that weren't a yellow, even though mm. it, it weren't. So yeah, harsh. Yeah, I think VAR. Because, well, this is dangerous. one of the things VAR has got to. They've got to change that going forward. I think mm. because. In a decision where it's going to have a massive impact on game, I know it's only a booking and they can't review every booking, I understand that, and there's some reasons behind it, but if it's a second yellow that's going to send somebody off, I think there should be different circumstances for it, because that's, it's not even a foul, it's not, it's not a yellow card, it's not even a foul. Mm. So I think the it, issue it, is it, that it, VAR is setting a dangerous precedent by looking at those sort of things, because you're taking more and more decisions off. Mm. The uh, referee mm, on the field. That's that's the issue with it, because um, then people start saying, you know, the second booking will start looking at that because it impacts the game, and then other people turn around and say, well, actually, first booking in this game weren't a booking, so why, we should be looking at that because then the second booking shouldn't have been the one that sent off, mm. and we start to, like Nuttal said, then we start to look at every booking because it can mm. potentially affect the game, and we need to we need to get decisions right. The referees do need to take that responsibility on. There'll always be mistakes in football, but we can't go down this uh, realm of 
criticising every single decision and wanting to get every single mm. decision right because we'll take away from the flow of the game and what we actually enjoy about the game. So mm. there's a, there's a, I do agree there's a with that. There. I do. Not, not often I agree with Wayne, <laughs> but I can agree with that. Possibly. If anyone's listening, can you call an ambulance? I've just had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> For me, every decision that's a game-changing decision, such as a penalty free and things like that, has got to be viewed. a red card as a game-changing decision. If, if, if it results in a player getting sent off, that should be looked at. No matter how yeah. he gets sent only, off, only only on the yeah, only if yeah. it sends him off. Yeah. The yeah. the way to do that then is to suggest that say one player gets a booked in first half is that you review that at half time. You could do that than do it during the game. Yeah. And if they get a second yellow card before half time, I would argue it's their own fault. To be honest with you. Well, yeah, point. probably. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to review that at half time, well, there's a 50 minute break and go. Actually, we don't think this is a yellow card. Mm. Referee, just have a look at this while you're in the dressing room. Yeah. yeah, I think I've got the wrong. We'll send that back now rather than wasting time during game. Mm. That would be possibly a compromise. That's, yeah, fair, but we are losing a lot of time at games. I mean, you know, drinks break and everything else. We're losing a lot of time in BIRs, not helping. What's your opinion on drinks break? Oh, God, I can't wait for it to sod off. Thank mm. God, you. Thank God for that. Please. Don't. Unbelievably, you're not going to believe this. You know, not. We had one yesterday morning. First half and second half on a Sunday morning God. football. To be fair, we played a Sunday league pre-season friendly not that many years ago where we played three-thirds. Yeah, because a pre-season friendly, weird. if it's just a one-off... That was an evening kick-off though, weren't it? I can't remember when. I know that it was a pre-season five, yeah, game. Yeah, I think it was something to do with evening kick-off. But this, this it literally just gave us a drinks break. It were hot though, I will say that much. But. I suppose, yeah. I think you could probably get away with it in Sunday league. At, at this time of year, because we're all fat and lazy, <laughs> and we true, could yeah. do it with a drink. Yeah, uh, and if we didn't do that, we'd just slowly sneak to the side of pitch and get one anywhere. Yeah, yeah. The thing is that people, the managers are actually using it for other purposes than drinks break. And well, we're calling it a drinks break anymore. It's now a tactical break, yeah. isn't it? It's, it? How American are we getting? You might as well just split into four quarters, like American. If, if that's what you want to do, just split it into quarters. I don't want that to happen. That, that shouldn't happen because it's worked. Perfectly fine for hundred and how many years? There's no need for it to change. Much like the substitution thing, I don't think it should go to five. Stay at five either. No, I'd like to see that go back because that feathers yeah. that feathers bigger teams significantly. The, the nine subs is not necessary. No, Se- seven people argue with that were too much. Mm. I can see the argument pro and against that, but there definitely don't need to be more than three subs made in a game. No, I agree. Um, on Arsenal before we move on to something else uh, obviously Aubameyang with two of their goals uh, but he's only now got a year in contract he didn't really answer the question when asked about his future um, not all, uh, Wayne sorry but as part of your master plan uh, how important is Aubameyang to leave for your plan to come to fruition um, probably in January for a very reduced fee make him look like he's going to stay out the season <laughs> Um, because to be honest whoever he leaves now in January is not going to be a massive golfing difference in the price there um, with, with the way Premier League clubs mm. operate anyway so I'd like to see him leave in January to give him a little bit of hope they might stay for the season and then let him drop off and I don't know who do you think they could sign what's, Ke- what's Kevin Doyle doing these days he'd be a good sign in I think Kevin Doyle back yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Jeff oh Francis Jeffers. Francis Jeffers. Well, yeah. he had a bit of a, a blip there on his signal, and it sounded like Jeff Hurst. It did sound like Jeff Hurst. Bring Jeff Hurst in. Yeah. What's Christopher Ray doing these days? He could do a job. What's Christopher? Oh, is that the, the bald one at Wolves? No. Christopher Chris- Ray? Yeah. Be bald. 
Steve Ball or Wolves. Oh, well, I think I'll Who's a striker for Arsenal? Old? Um, no, no, none's coming. No. I bet you know Christopher Ray is. No. Okay. Oh, no. Me neither. Alright, fine. Anyway, it's actually really important to try and keep Paul <laughs> Yeah, he's, yeah. If they lose him, if they lose him, it'll be a signal to other players as well to imagine. Is, is all done this year? Uh, it's not a contract, but they're doing the very best to get rid of him. It must be. Yeah, and I, I, I know he's useless, but he's another big name leaving club. If they lose a Bamiyang as well, it doesn't it send out very good signals to potential players, does it? <clears throat> the one at worst clubs, so I, I know, for, for letting even the good players, I know there's mm. shit going on, but just letting the players wind down the contracts. And you look at like a Bamiyang now, it, From I, I, can't see, I can't see him. Uh, Signing another contract. No, I can't. Uh, Ramsey. Unless uh, they put masses of money mm, in this summer. Yeah. Where do you think Bamiyang could go? He could go anywhere in Europe. Literally anywhere in Europe. Yeah. What sort of, what sort of league is going to suit him best? Though? There's always the chance he'll stay in England because England will pay more money. Um, I'd like to see him go to Wolves. What? Because Wolves are going to do. They're going to be up there again next season. Wolves will be able to fought wages. Yeah, I'm, I bet Dream, I bet the richest club uh, in the world, yeah, technically yeah, speaking. Yeah, you can see Wolves playing 300 yeah, grand a week. Yeah, financial fair play. There's still yeah. financial fair play, isn't there? Mm. And he, he will but be a the, top, the, top uh, earner. The quarter, they've offered him quarter of a million to stay, haven't they? Yeah. A week. But realistically, if you're Aubameyang, who is one of the best strikers in the Premier League, do you second at Golden Boot, I think? Why would... They've got to show that they've got a challenge for at least minimum Champions League next year for him, mm. for him, for him to stay... I don't think that's going to happen. They're not going to sign the players they need to sign to be able to challenge for Champions no. League. No, I don't think so. Finish. I think I think he'll go. I think he'll go. But they finish eighth. Any, anybody, anybody in the world will take him, won't they? That's the thing. Yeah. yeah I'm trying to think what league would be best suited to him because he could he could take a nice little pay deal and go to PSG or something like that. Mm. Uh, Germany would suit him really well. Yeah. But they won't pay as much. Would he go to Barca? The master would take him. You know, Suarez has come into cross with end of his cycle, isn't he? So, mm. well, depending, but Barca always going to be Neymar. Suarez. Mm. Probably maybe a bit older than they want. He's 30, 30, 31 now, isn't he? So maybe he's yeah. maybe a bit older than maybe they might want. I don't know. But if they're going to get him for less than twenty million, which we're here on this contract, they will. True. Probably worth it. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Um, so, I've got anything else you want to add on the FA Cup final? There was just that Martinez one, but I think it looked inside the box to me. Just very, very close. Few, mm. Well, I've seen a few stills with, but the stills are very blurry and they don't show whether yeah. he's actually hands on ball. But when I've seen it on match it day, it looks, looks like it's just in the box. Yeah, well, finally, on then Arsenal, what do we think about Martinez moving forward? Uh, he's been very, very good for Arsenal. He has, yeah. He's surprised me mm. more, than, uh, more than I thought he would. Uh, I hope he's our number one next year. I'll be honest. Mm. Uh, the, apparently, they were interested in him. So I think it's one for that. With that, it's now whatever the price tag was, yeah. we'll oh, ten million on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd, I think after his back end that season, I don't think you're going to get him. Well, no. I don't know because you got Leno coming back. Yeah. He's he's going to want that number one spot now, and is he going to get it based on them performances when Leno comes back? I still have Todd Leno. So quite comfortable. There's, there's there's a reason that Martinez has been number two for ten years. Mm. Yeah. If if it was good enough, somebody else would have picked him up. 
Yeah, and his well, loan spells. We've seen all... him first hand, haven't we? Yeah. We're, we're three, three of us have seen him first hand at our clubs, and he couldn't get a game over Chris Kirkland at Hillsborough. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. yeah, he's not really impressed anyway. This, this, I mean, this is his first time he, I've been impressed by him yeah. when, I, when I've seen him. Um, his distribution were good at Hillsborough, but his actual the use of his hands weren't. Yeah, mm. quite important for a goalkeeper. Well, we're, we're getting Rotherham fans now saying he's the best keeper they've ever seen for Rotherham now. <laughs> like for fuck's sake. Uh, so yeah, could they not remember Mike Pollitt? Well, exactly. Well, Paul Pettinger must be. Yeah, well, Paul, Paul, you must be listening. <laughs> they miss you at Millmore Paul <laughs> yeah moving on to the championship playoffs uh, we were recording on the Monday so we are recording the day before the final uh, the final is Fulham against Brentford uh, talk about Brentford first they came from 1-0 down to beat Swansea 3-2 in aggregate they started really really well um, they, I, think they were, I think they were in the lead within 15 minutes um, Brent uh, Wayne Sorry, I, I, Nuttall, Wayne's <laughs> rudely drank something. Uh, so Nuttall, Brentford out yeah. good way to put themselves in, well, in charge to start with. Well, well, uh, Thomas Frank said in his pre-match interview he was 100% sure they would get the result they needed. And at the end of the day, they, they turned up and they did what they needed, didn't they? They were, they were very quick out of blocks. To, well, game, game were gone by mm. half-time, weren't it? So yeah. they'd done what they needed to do. Obviously... Uh, they came on a bit stronger in the second half, but they're always going to be chasing a game. Uh, but I felt like Brentford could have just took it up another gear and got mm. another one or two if they really wanted. They were uh, comfortably better side. Yeah, uh, your mate Pontus Janssen did his very best to make his Swansea lifeline. Yeah, he like did. Trying yeah. to back heel it on his own edge, edge of his own box to clear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like Nuttall said, the, even if you did. See them getting another mm. Swansea. They're, they're probably going up with the end and uh, Brentford yeah. and yeah. And it's first time uh, it's his words have actually been backed up. Thomas Frank <laughs> by uh, his pre-match uh, yeah his pre-match thoughts. So yeah, they, they did the look. They, they, they were a lot better than uh, than Swansea, weren't they? And uh, but I hope Fulham beat them tomorrow. So, uh, so we can. We can sign Ben Ram and Hopkins, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, they were very, very good. Wayne, um, do we think Brentford have got enough to beat Fulham in the final? On paper, yeah, definitely. Um, we're in a strange situation where all three of us sort of agree. We are in Nuttall, yeah. Um, I, don't think, I don't think Brentford stepped out of second gear, to no. be honest. Um, it's all about big, that big game. And I just think... Fulham probably got more big game players, but Brentford have got nothing to lose. Mm. Uh, I think they've got nothing to lose. I think they've got everything to lose. They'll, if they, I don't they'll, think they'll get a better chance. No, I they'll agree. They'll get a better chance a club like. Ben Rama's not staying if they don't go. Watkins is not staying. Yeah, but in the in the grand well, scheme they, they of the club, it means that nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah they've proven that don't matter. Yeah. I suppose. I, I, I for, for the second time in the episode, can't believe it. I agree with Wayne. I think on the full have got Christ. the experience. <laughs> mm. have got the experience. They've got the people yeah. that have been there and done it. Brentford haven't. Yeah. And I think on the day that I remember back to that 2016 playoff final, we was in Hull. None of our players have been there before. Mm. All the Hulls has all the Hulls had, uh, and we froze that day and they did what they had to. Yeah. I think I, I can just see it same happening. I'm not, I'm, 
I'm not saying Brentford can't win, but certainly good enough. Uh, but I just fancy Fulham, Fulham's experience to shine through, I think. And not just that, on the uh, the run, Brentford's running, mm. when they won all, they won all in games and, and then they, they had the chance to go. Yeah. To go and get that automatic spot, it was it was theirs to to it get, and, and, it, and yeah. yeah, and the and the loss of Stoke. So, did, well, it, signs aren't good, are they? For, no. from, based on that, uh, and like I said, Fulham have got them big. The the Kane is the Mitrovic if he's fit. fit. Yeah, um, what do you call him? Knockout squad. Knockout. Even even in defence, they've got people that have been there and done it, haven't they? Yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah, you'd say Fulham were better prepared, but we Brentford have got them, them players that can turn a game on its head. So well, they minute. both have, but but Brentford, I'd say, it's a bit more explosive. Yeah, yeah, we, we can be defending a corner and suddenly one nil down. Cause, yeah, because they've just floored the other end. Um, shall we all? Shall we all make a prediction? Go on then, if you want to start us off. Well, I'll go with Fulham. I have to pick one at two. In no normal time, extra time penalties. What do you reckon? Uh, after extra time, Fulham. Win. I'm gonna go Fulham. Normal time, two clear goals. Ooh. We'll go I Fulham. Extra time. I think it'll be like a one-one. Just a. I think it'd be quite. And then win extra time. Yeah, and Fulham. To yeah, extra time. I'm gonna Brentford late win. We're going to be close, and then towards the end of the game, I think Brentford's going to put out. Are we close? I think it will only be one goal. But the longer, longer it goes level, I think it favours Brentford because they are, they've got that ability to just be so explosive and just break so quickly. They did it against Fulham in league after restart. It was a very, very close game, and then they went 2 or 3 0. Oh, yeah. I mean, scored yeah. all after 85th minute or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it should be a really good game. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be good. Championship final, championship player final does tend to deliver as well. Time's kick off. Off quarter eight, I think. Quarter eight. Oh, awesome. She'll get back after football tomorrow, so she'll get back for about quarter past eight, just in time to watch uh, last hour or so. Might actually be able to comment on it for once. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Uh, moving on to the longest takeover in known history that has now well, it's not happening apparently. The Take Nova. Take Nova. That's, um, that's terrible. Sorry, I apologise. You've done worse. Whoever <laughs> uses done worse. <laughs> um, so, three months ago, we were told by somebody at Newcastle that the takeover was its final knockings. Uh, it's now apparently not happening. Not all. How funny is this? <laughs> <laughs> what a loaded question. I love it. <laughs> I haven't particularly got a problem in Newcastle as a club, but apart from the fans, I've got uh, delusions of grandeur, but obviously I see that on a daily basis at Hillsborough. Mm. Uh, but the, the reasons behind why it's not happening, or the, what they're saying, I know Newcastle fans are going to feel aggrieved. They're, the Premier League are in effect without saying, you're not taking over. They've stalled it to a point where they're not going to let them. They put them off basically, taking over, aren't they? Because hmm. they they don't they don't want them. They're um, involved with this piracy network or whatever, right? and and it's, it's something to do with BN Sports are the ones that have kicked up a fuss, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, and obviously that's um, 
a big amount of sponsorship that goes into the Premier League. Massive uh, amount, I, I, yeah. I think. I think. I, I think that's a geopolitical issue, isn't it, with BNB and Qatar yeah. well, and all the sanctions well, that Qatar are under at the minute. I think Premier League are right to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. We, we, we abuse the Football League for not being stringent enough on people who are letting them take over clubs. Just because they've got money doesn't mean they've got the right interests at the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, they haven't steadfastly said, no, you're not taking over, but they've made it difficult enough so that they don't want to do it. So I've, I've, I think they've done the right thing for the other 19 clubs in Premier League and but I said the other 71 clubs in football because that sponsorship is more important than Newcastle getting a few quid to spend yeah. uh, and, to, and to be honest they want to grow up Newcastle fans and why and the next thing I do it because they, they spent £66 million this summer I know they've got face and they don't like Mike Ashley but look at Bury look at Bolton look at Hull clubs like that uh, they're talking about having a bad owner all right, he's a bit of a dickhead, Mark Ashley. But they're not going. The, the worst they're going to be under Mark Ashley is a top end championship club. They're mm. never going to be any worse than that. I had a look. The net spend over the past five years is 12 highest in country. It's higher than Liverpool, Chelsea, and Spurs. <laughs> Mark, so uh, what? What have they got to complain about? Mark Ashley is not a particularly nice person. No. I would hate to work for him. I'd hate to know him. But as a football club owner, he is nowhere near the worst. No. If Newcastle fans, if you think he is what a bad football owner is, you have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. No. Um, like Nuttall says there, he does spend. Yeah, it's not to the level they want to spend, no. but he does spend a lot more than uh, other clubs do. Um, I agree with Nuttall. Jesus Christ, me and Nuttall agreeing with each other at that point. I know. See, well, their issue with the fans is to do with his delusions of grandeur. They think they should be better than they are. They think they should be up the top end of the league. They haven't won a trophy since 1969. Just because they they got pipped at title in '96 by Man U and a few years at Champions League, yeah. Well, so did Leeds and look where they ended up. So, so did Leeds and look where they ended up. Well, in Premier we're League, we 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 a real bad owner. <laughs> we're several bad owners. <laughs> yeah, every detail. Well, exactly. He took, he took, That's what I mean. Yeah. They, they could they want to think themselves think themselves lucky that they're never actually going to be in a bad position under Mike Ashley. Well, they've only looked that road at Sunderland, haven't they? Must be right. Sunderland and Newcastle are similar sized clubs with a similar sized fan base. And Sunderland are stuck in League One for a third season. Yeah, mm. Owen has just left on here. It's, it's Stuart Donald. Somebody like he is. He is. He's, he's, he's dodging left. Um, Odie, laughing. Sad. No, I ain't got a problem with Newcastle. Um, he said that and then ripped into fans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, if, if, if I were a fan and you think you're going to have all this money to go and spend and, and try and challenge, which. I mean, you you've got to have ambition, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, and if if you've if it's been going as long as it has done, how long? Nearly a year. Uh, and you've got all these hopes. Yeah. That that you're going to go and uh, you link with Mourinho and uh, <laughs> Mbappe and and players yeah. like this, you're going to be aggrieved, aren't you? And and it's not. They've hated Ashley for years and years now. Mm. How long they've been protesting now? Five, five years? Longer than that. Longer. So we were getting get Pardew an eight-year, eight-year yeah, contract. It was probably a year or two prior to that. And, and I think that's only just ran out. Yeah. In two thousand nine, they got relegated, didn't they? First time. First yeah. Time yeah. 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 They were in Houston, were they? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine, they got relegated, and they were probably protesting against him yeah. a year or two yeah. before that. Then they were um, renaming a 
St yeah. James's Park. So he's, he's just boiled the piss all the time, hasn't he? So, but when yeah, you, when yeah, you say that... Where, where they go on about it, you you think you're fucking Colonel Gaddafi or somebody, wouldn't you? <laughs> he's, 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 Jesus he's, Christ. He's a, business, he's a businessman in the day, that's, that, and that's what they don't like. He's not one of these who's just going to pump money in, pump money in for sake of pumping money in. Mm. It keeps them a, it keeps them on a relatively even footing. They're, they're not, they're not going to be in financial trouble while Mike Astor's in charge. That's in a way they should think themselves lucky. And and I think this is a drawn out tech over. We try supporting Wednesday. We're waiting about ten years for a tech over to go through. Until he's calling the fans cretinous scum. They don't know what a bad owner is. But our <laughs> Wednesday fan cretinous scum. Some of them. Mm-hmm. Quite, so, a, quite a lot of us are, yeah. <laughs> <Some of them>. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fair, sort of. Present company yeah. accepted. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I would hate to have Mike Ashley in charge of my club, but at the same time, I can think of many other people I would prefer to have less than him. He's not even in the top ten in no. England. Definitely not. They sort of talked about it when back in the last year at Wednesday when he pulled out of Rangers mm. and he were pulling out of Newcastle and they're like, well, would you have Mike Ashley? And the majority of people said they would prefer Mike Ashley to Chantieri. Mm. Out with a frying pan into the fire. Right, so they're both not rating right either. There's <laughs> a see the the Qatar um, you know being sport thing. Mm. That's that's got a lot of connotations for the 2022 World Cup. Cause mm. Saudi Arabia putting political. Oh, I'm going into a political debate. Yeah, we're going to have a political 90 seconds while we go through <laughs> this. Oh God, God will definitely disagree then. <laughs> uh, but Saudi Arabia being putting political sanctions on Qatar, um, and a lot of it's down to the 2022 World Cup. Saudi Arabia are trying to put as much sanctions mm. on Qatar as possible, in the hope that Qatar have to then share the 2022 World Cup with Saudi Arabia so that they can basically cash in on what's going to be an absolute gold mine in, in the Middle East and being sport being a Qatari company at the forefront of that mm. with their leverage of holding Premier League rights so it'll be interesting to see how, how that fans mm. out because that's, that's definitely not over No and this is, this is the problem when you start getting in people in charge who don't care about the football they care about the money it then starts arguing about shit that's got to do with football um, but yeah Anyway, and that's the end of the daily politics. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, Newcastle fans are not going to be happy, but from a Premier League point of view, I think they're, they're doing the right thing. Yeah, I probably agree with that. Um, moving on to managerial changes, there's been a fair amount in the past week or so. Uh, so much so that after we stopped recording last week, about twenty minutes later, the news started breaking that Paul Cook was leaving Wigan. So with the time that just just perfectly, so we couldn't talk about it. So we'll start with that. Uh, it became official yesterday on, Monday, on Sunday night that he has officially left. Not, not all. You're quite a big fan of Paul Cook. What do you reckon about that? Well, he's kind of done a good job everywhere he's gone. And he can't. Well, I, I would it last week. I spoke about it. And it reminds me a bit of a Wilder. Really, he's gone through leagues, done a good job everywhere he's been. That is, he's always, he's always been in, in lower leagues. That mm. never, never had that chance at a better club. Uh, I, they didn't accept his resignation, did they? To start with, is that like we're only official? Yesterday, yeah, something to recompensation. Something, yeah, because he's an asset. I think they said he was worth eight hundred thousand to mm. club as an asset. Yeah, uh, so they didn't want to accept it. But which, if he's got another job lined up, I can see why they would have yeah. an issue with that. Yeah, but I don't think he has, from what we can see. Uh, uh, unless he obviously ends up at Bristol City, then he's done a Steve Bruce on the money. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's. Um, 
he's a good manager. They'll, they'll be they'll be sad to lose him at Wigan, but unfortunately for them, I don't think it's going to be the first one they lose over the course of these next few weeks. No, definitely not. Uh, what can you see for Wigan though? There's no manager, uh, probably no players, not many players soon. Certainly, the big players are going to be off in a, in a few weeks. What, can you see anything positive for Wigan? Um, well, going back when, like, well, you've been there. Yeah. You've been there. Points deductions, players playing for for no. You just got to hope that you that you're gonna have genuine hard-working yeah. players and try and set that ethos we we ain't club because otherwise you just it's just gonna end up just a poisonous place yeah. to to be. Um, so hopefully they'll recruit right uh, and just well see what happens yeah it's tough for me I think the fact that it's just a short time between the end of the season and the start of the season has obviously not helped uh, obviously if they're, if they're in League 1 and lack of Bolton Bolton have had 6 months to prepare whereas Wigan have only had a couple of months less than a couple of months um Wayne Pie, the uh, another managerial change is Ito Karank has been brought into Birmingham. I remember a few months ago Birmingham was saying they want to bring in somebody who's got promotion experience and is a bit of a name. Karanka has got promotion experience with Middlesbrough, uh, but if after those words, it's probably a bit underwhelming, really. Yeah, I think they were probably being a bit ambitious with what mm. they were kind of expecting from a manager. I actually think Karank is probably top level of what they can genuinely expect to get um, so I think for them it's probably a decent sign they're not going to get promotion no. they're not um, but it's probably this we talk about there's always one team that sort of surprise package that finishes in bottom three yeah. um, prior to the appointment I would have put Birmingham mm. although not massively surprised since they finished like sixth, fifth yeah. bottom anywhere um, I think that appointment's probably going to keep them in league um, even with a very limited budget that I expect that they'll have next season. Yeah. Well, they're not. Uh, points deduction. I'm still, I'm still talking about points well, deduction. Yeah, I'm just thinking this Bellingham money is 26 million. Some of that, yeah. So that's that's yeah. a massive cash boost for them. I mean, yeah. I, I just wonder how that but levels up with financial fair play. And that's probably going to make sure that they, could, they maintain their. Um, they don't go over that 30, 39 million in three thought, years. That's probably what's going to do. Sl- yeah, but the, the slate's wiped clean. From when they when they had that case, weren't it? So they're not the the, the three years restart again from that point where they broke it, mm. basically. So and I, uh, I don't think they've spent all really, have they? Since no. So I think that twenty six million from Bellingham, like you said, could make a difference to what they can spend. But I imagine not not, not all of that will be up front. Will be no, no, I, I think I think pretty much most of it is. is it? Yeah, plus 20, 26 million plus oh, really? plus add-ons. In that case, that's a that's a very very good deal from them. Um, from what I've heard, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like majority of that's up front. Fair enough. Well I'm worth not. retiring a shirt. Well worth it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Now, I, I will say on Karanka. I, I will say on Karanka. Uh, for somebody who's a brilliant footballer, he's become uh, quite an uninspiring managerial mm-hmm. choice, I think, because his his teams play a pretty dour style of football. He did well at Borough. He got promoted. After leaving and coming back and doing whatever, oh, whatever yeah. actually went on at Borough. Uh, but then after that, he went to Forest, had a lot of money to spend. Mm. Him, no, we, uh, 
Uh, you've got to remember they had a very good side at Middlesbrough when he went in. They had a side that had just come down and they had been up and around for a fair few years. Um, I, I can't. I just can't see it working at Birmingham. I don't know why. I think. I think they're probably. It's, a, it's probably the right sort of appointment for Birmingham, but I don't think it's going to propel them mm. any better than what they are now. Really. That that is a perfect uh, summary of the right sort of appointment because nothing summarises Birmingham in itself other than the word dour. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they've had eight mm. managers now since December 2016, so that's three and a half years, eight managers. <laughs> uh, I've no doubt in 12 months' time he won't be in charge of Birmingham. That would surprise you. Yeah, that would not surprise me at all. Um, the manager of change which did surprise me over the weekend was Eddie Howe leaving Bournemouth, um, supposed by mutual consent. Uh, One way and have your moment. I'm just saying, did you get the time and stamp from when I said this last week? Was it 33 <laughs> minutes, 51 seconds? I have... Uh, or did you manage to feed the kids instead of doing that? I have, in my notes, paid homage to the fact, like I said in the chat, as a stopped clock is right twice a day, Wayne has got this one right. <laughs> now, um, I don't think many people would have seen that coming, to be honest with you. But it... There's a theory in football that negativity breeds negativity, and that idea that you can only take a team so far, and I think that's the way they've looked at it down at Bournemouth. Do you think wherever he's... he goes, he's going to get a good club next? There's going to be God knows how many teams in there that are interested mm. in him. I know he's got straight away linked with the Bristol City job, and he's been linked with our job, even though our manager hasn't been sacked. <laughs> Um, and God yeah, but our manager's third favourite for their job. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a swap. Yeah, we will. I'll, t- I'll do that. Um, so he's not going to be out of work for very long. No, there's going to be teams. I'd be very surprised if two or three clubs hadn't already approached him. So it says by mutual consent. Do you think, or did you think he was pushed, or did he jump? Because it's never both. Mutual consent never means mutual consent. No, they might have sat down and spoke about like how they go forward in terms of who they need to get rid of, who the like potential targets, mm. and uh, it might have been just a disagreement on that, or mm. maybe I thought it needs a it needs a fresh fresh ideas and a fresh voice uh, for getting best out of the players. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I'd 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 edged more towards that he were sacked. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the uh, the transfers are gonna. I I think it's gonna have like a be like a Wenger effect in, in terms of who yeah. comes in. Well, there's been t- the the one of the people that's been mentioned is just his assistant. Yeah. So just to try and keep, potentially keep some consistency there, um, but that. I can't think of many times where bringing just the assistant has worked either the same or better. No, it almost well, you're never just happens. basically doing the same. You're doing the same thing with a person who is deemed to be slightly yeah. not as good as the person who was managing him before. So. Yeah, yeah. You think you uh, think that'd be like a keeping ship steady kind yeah. of appointment that rather than a going straight back up mm. appointment. True. I think the thing to bear in mind is that Bournemouth are well over overachieving oh, yeah. massively oh, yeah, overachieving yeah. are they looking at this if to say look we've had us fun had a couple of years in the sun we've uh, we've made a shitload of money from it let's go back to what we we know 
basically. I don't, um, I don't know why they, why would a football club do that though. Mm. Well, what's, it depends what your ambitions they, are. They should be feel like they should feel like they're in a good position. That if they do things right, they should be in a good place to bounce back. They've been in there a long time. The clubs that have been in there a long time tend to have a squad what's much better when they come down uh, in terms of quality. Like, like we talked about last week, if it, they'll lose King, they'll lose Wilson, but they might keep all the Slanky, they might keep all the Lewis Cook, mm. they might keep all the Steve Cook, and uh, uh, they, can't, they could probably keep all the decent Spiner team, and they'll be able to add a few around them if uh, if they did it right. I don't know. I, I, I think it's a bad decision how we're going. I don't know who's decided it. I think it's probably bad for both. Mm. Because mm. I think it's just one of them where Howland Bournemouth fits quite well. He went to Burnley for them for that year or so, and he didn't do particularly well. So no, we don't know what he's going to do outside of Bournemouth himself. He'll get offers because of how well he's done at Bournemouth, but there's no saying it's going to go well for how. Never mind for mm. Bournemouth. Mm. Uh, putting Jason Tindall in charge, stupid. He's a, I, I was looking earlier. Uh, he has had a managerial post once before. It? it was at Weymouth. <laughs> it was at Weymouth, right? It, it, it lasted 12 months and he won three three games in that 12 months. Which is extremely bad. I, obviously, I don't know the circumstances at Weymouth at that time. but uh, it's a, it's a, I know it's not confirmed, but he's quite odds on favour, yeah. isn't he? Um, it's, a, it's a massive, massive risk for some. Like Bournemouth, especially as we saw mm. last week, they still owe eighty-one million pound in transfer fees. Yeah. So, so they've uh, got, they're going to have that all to deal with. Uh, they'll make a lot of it back in player sales, I suppose. They've already got forty-one for Aki. They'll probably fetch thirty, forty million a piece for King and Wilson, but that's paying off transfer fees. Mm. Then they've got the wages to deal with coming down which is only the parachute payments for they might not have masses of money to spend it in comparison to other teams that come down from the Premier League so uh, they might have to rely on a few players that they've had there for a few years but have not particularly played much of a case of course then a few years um, they've got if, if I were Bournemouth I'd be looking at it I'd be saying right let's go and get Chris Hewton for example he's been there and done it uh, we <laughs> Uh, he's been there and done it a few times, and it'd be the same pair of rounds if you like. But I'll put I'll put my neck on line here and say that if Jason Tindall is appointed Bournemouth manager, this is without seeing him sign anybody or anything like that, they'll finish in bottom third at Championship next season. To be fair, I don't disagree with him. God's sake, how many times has this happened so far? This episode. <laughs> um, but the, what's the draw, Bournemouth? They're in Premier League. The draw of Bournemouth was Premier League football. There's no draw from the club. There's no draw from the history of it. There's, the, mm. there's no other draw to go and play at Bournemouth. It's a nice place to live. Yeah. When beaches on fire. When you not say fire <laughs> to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, is, that was the draw last season. Now mm. they're in Championship. You know, as a Premier League club, they were in the bottom six in terms of mm. um, you know, in, you know, getting people involved, getting interest. They're going to go down to championship with Jason Tindall in charge, and again be in the bottom six of the championship mm. of interest. You know, yeah. of, of what, how you draw players to your club. I don't see what the if you're if you're eighty one million pounds that you owe in transfer fees doesn't entirely wipe out your price your payments, but it wipes out mm. a big chunk of it. 
yeah, you've got your uh, your money coming from your signings, uh, from your player sales, but realistically, you're also bringing down Premier League wages to Championship mm. football with Championship TV money and a very low gate receipts that they've already got. So mm. that's going to be quickly offset mm. by that as well. Yeah. I just can't see what their draw is going to be going forward. Mm. The only way they can do it is really pumping it up to get an immediate promotion back. But uh, uh, that's it. It's not going to happen with Jason. For a club the size, club club the size of Bournemouth, it's a massive risk yeah. to pump in again now, because if they don't do it, they'll be in the shit yeah. in two or three years' time. They'll, they'll fall the way of Pompey. Mm. Because the, there's, there's no there's no draw to club. There's yeah. no not there's not much coming through gate. Um, there's no there's no history there. If you're mm. going to Jason Tindall, there's no manager that's going to inspire mm. that's going there. Um, I think it's they're going to return to straight score. They're going to go back to being that League One club um, that occasionally gets somewhere up near playoffs. And we'll see this in 20 years' time. It's, oh, I can remember when Bournemouth did well for that few <laughs> years. Uh, in the equivalent <laughs> that we're looking at Bradford and saying that now. <laughs> yeah. If, if I were Bournemouth anyway, I'd go for third choice on the list. I would definitely go for third choice on the list. Yeah. Is it Gary Monk? It is Gary Monk. <laughs> Gary Monk, get him in, get him in. I, get I, some compensation for him. Yeah. I've heard that you can <laughs> sign him and it won't cost a penny over nine million. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking we'll of... We'll even throw in the south stand at the same time. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Gary Monk's Sheffield Wednesday, uh, the news broke on Friday night that they were getting 12 points taken off for basically financial irregularities. a bit complicated. Um, Stop laughing, Ode. Ode. You're on your way, you're on your way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I enjoyed it, Ode. What about you? Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Especially we are the reactor when our points deduction. Yeah. Uh, as very, uh, keep, keep, I remember at the time. about the same points deduction that happened 30 seconds before the final whistle of the last game of the season. No, the, well, <laughs> that and the minus 15. You, 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 you just laughed at the state of our football clubs. Uh, it's true, and, and even even we got, under, we got, when the fans constantly bring up when when Rotherham had no money, constantly bring yeah, it. Up. It, it. It's we, all like, we, it, we raise money to keep you going, Laxey. Yeah, and you don't let people forget it. <laughs> I once donated a tenner to Rotherham Hospice, and that's how I feel about Rotherham as a football club. <laughs> You're going to die eventually. I'll yeah. well throw some money in while it's going. Yeah. You raised a whole £8,000. That's clearly kept our club alive. Cheers, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so when it were now, I've got no uh, sympathy, really. You you should be you should be punished. And you make, you're making out that you've done not wrong. You all know you've done, done wrong. Uh and and there's no there's no clarity on what your points deductions for. It's obvious you've known this for months. You've known for months why you should get points deducted deep down, and you just can't admit it to yourselves. Not all is on to us. He knows that we knew all this time. Uh, 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 no, well, it's kind of good. He's led he's led onto it quite well actually, because obviously me and Wayne are going to have a, a, a bit of an opinion on this. Uh, we know at the time that they released these statements, there were some that these uh, accounts, but there was something not quite right about them because they registered the stadium as a sale at, at a certain point, and they registered the actual sailing accounts a year before. So it would obviously, it would obviously dodge the, the the thing. Well, EFL were going for more than what they've 
actually got. And I think, in a way, it's a bit of a win for football league clubs in that the only thing we've got charged for is doing it the year before. So I think Derby will get away with it. I don't mm. think they'll get a points deduction, given the findings of uh, what they've had for us. But the, the only thing I'll, I struggle, obviously Wednesday said, oh, we don't know what the reason is they've given this, and I fully expect us to probably appeal it. Whether we'll get away with it or not, I don't know. Um, the bit I struggle with is we obviously have an accountant that is qualified to do accounting and he's gone through all this process and submitted the accountants, which I'm sure he wouldn't do if it were fraudulent, because that's what this is. If we're suggesting that he's put money into a, a, a year that wasn't there, that's fraud. There is there, there is loopholes in accounting with contract accounting and things like that, which they can get. And I don't I don't know. I'm not an accountant. I don't know how they do it, but they can put certain things into certain years, uh, which they've obviously done. And then it has to go to an accountancy lawyer to get signed off before it goes to EFL. I don't I don't buy that all those people can be involved and it not be right. What, th- what they've submitted. I think to but, the thing to bear in mind, at all, is it's been signed off by HMRC, so in a legal sense, it's fine. Well, exactly. It's just in terms of the football that, that, sense. Well, the, the the thing is, is this the case of like they did with Forestieri? I know there'll be some this, this people out there that think there's an agenda against us. I don't. I'm not one of them people. But it's a similar sort of thing to that. He got he got cleared in a court of law, law for doing something. Uh, and then football league give him a six game ban for it. Is, is, are we seeing a similar sort of thing here? I don't know. Well, the, the difference between those court law and AFL thing or FA, weren't it? We first year was um, obviously has to be proven, whereas the FA do their judgments based on balance of probability. Mm-hmm. So what they're actually saying the AFL in this. By giving us a points deduction, is that the balance of, on the balance of probability we're being dodgy? They mm. just can't legally prove we're being dodgy. Yeah, but um, if, if if that was taken further to court or arbitration for sport, what would what would the outcome be? Well, this if is they, if they've if they've legally done nothing wrong, then they've got an argument. I'm I'm not saying it's not dodgy. What they've done is dodgy, but legally, it, it, it it's got to be legal, or it wouldn't have been passed to this point, like yeah. like we've said. You, Completely agree, and I think that's why they will appeal it. They said in the statement they were going to wait for the written mm. reasons why they feel um, we've, we should be given the points deduction. The fact that it hasn't arrived yet is probably... City's reasoning didn't come from Cass for about two weeks. Yeah, um, I do see us taking it up with Cass. I can see that going all the way. Um, I can as well. Chancery is quite stubborn at best of times, and he'll, he'll, he'll not let it go. Um, there was a sports lawyer on Sky Sports saying that although you might appeal it, if you appeal it, you'll open yourselves up to actually get a bigger points deduction. Yeah, but that's always the case with every single appeal. Is in it football. worth the risk? You know, if you appeal a red card, there's every possibility the red card can be you know extended. And there's a difference between an extra one game man and another nine points taken off your season. Yeah, but there's no precedent for it. When was the, the, the EFL ever given extra points? On but, it, but it wouldn't be the EFL giving it. You'd be, be a castle or independent tribunal giving it. Yeah, which would have no doesn't need no precedent really. But the point is, when it comes to those, um, you know, independent tribunals, they favour more in terms of fines than points deductions. So I could see this going down the road of being going through to Casking and dropped down to 
three or six points, we were fine. Mm. And I think that would be a massive win. Obviously, we've had this with Premier League, but has anybody taken EFL all the way before? Or do they just roll over and let them do what they want? Because I think that's what usually happens, isn't I think it? Championship clubs tend not to have the same level of uh, lawyers as mm. Premier League clubs, because no. they don't have Ch- the finance. Chan Seary's got the money behind him. He's just not allowed to put it in. So is he prepared to do it? I think he will. I think he will. Yeah, I agree. I think he will. He'll take it as far as he can. I hope he does, mate. We're getting nine more points taken off him. Well, can someone take that part of John Smith's off? Because he's getting really bitter. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's funny. I wouldn't I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, one, thing, one thing that's. Well, we'll ask good. Is it fair that it's gone on next season and not this season? Because it would have kept Charlton up. Had he gone this year, Charlton are potentially going to appeal it as well. The timing of it. Wow, wow, wow! Charlton fans. Nah, there we know we had to say on Charlton. Yeah. Although I would Again. have loved <laughs> to have seen him relegated this season. Mm. This this decision wouldn't have been made until now anyway. Yeah. So, in this weekend was supposed to be started yeah. a new season. Mm. So when you look at it like that, it should be on next season, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. As soon as no the, argument the to that. To- on the same token, though, Wiggins would have been out of season. So what's your view on that? Both, both, in theory, based on what they say, if there was no COVID, they wouldn't have went to administration. Yeah, good point, yeah, I suppose. I have to admit, if I was a Charlton fan, I'd feel a little bit aggrieved. Yeah. Because it, it's dragged on this long because of the AFL and the independents. Mm. It, shouldn't, it, shouldn't it shouldn't have dragged on this long. No. It should have been sorted before season finished. So. Yeah. Charlton fans, if anyway, you do feel aggrieved, anyway, you can tweet I'm us. Up. Tweet us at EnjoyLeague1. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we, uh, we probably won't reply. Yeah, let's see what Chris Powell has to think. Chris Powell, the yeah, man of the people. Aren't they on verge of liquidation anyway? They I think to, yeah, don't bother. People in glass houses should not throw stones. They'll be fucking minus points soon. Bollocks to them. I think half the EFL will be on minus points next year. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah. Bye-bye, Charlton. <laughs> Moving on. Um, the, the National League playoff final was at the weekend. Uh, Harrogate Town against Notts County and Harrogate Town make their first appearance in the Football League next year they won 3-1 um, win using a little bit of fact finding Nuttall tried to last week and we, Eddie Gray turned on some floodlights as best we got it wasn't just Eddie Gray <laughs> that turned on the floodlights it was the he did the actual flip the switch but it was the entire 82 Leeds team that went and did the presentation for it so it wasn't just Eddie Gray um I'm obviously conscious of of time this week so I'm not going into too much detail about this but um, just on them it's the first time that uh, a founder member of the Northern Northern Counties East League has made it to the Football League very good Um, so fair play to them really happy for Arrogate another uh, Northern team so we've got to support them Mm. Um, another Yorkshire representative town that's going to be in Football League so I don't see any negatives to that be a lovely little league, league cup first round, wouldn't it, Wayne? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll get my ticket, don't you worry. <laughs> You're not allowed. No, you won't be allowed. Why not? It's because it's behind closed doors. Oh, it's fine. Uh, also, also, it's League Cup and uh, the organisers at League Cup and know not to allow you into any ground because <laughs> you're not an advocate of the competition. Scrap it now. <laughs> scrap the League Cup. Hashtag scrap the League Cup. 
Audio, audio. So obviously Leeds fan Harrogate are being very, very close to Leeds. Yeah. Um, obviously Leeds fan, Leeds team are very close to them, obviously at certain points in the history. Um, happy? Yeah, happy for Harrogate, yeah. Why not? They're, uh, they're one of them teams we'll probably look out for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, all, all best to them. I hope they, uh, hope they survive. And can you imagine if uh, Harrogate did a Bournemouth? I know. Um, it's, it's great that Harrogate have got to play Bolton this year. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, though, have you seen that the league lineup for League Two next season is quite. There's a lot of small clubs in there. A lot of mm. clubs that have not got no football league history, really, as a rule. So, hey, teams that go up usually do well. There's no reason they won't. Yeah. From what I saw yesterday, it looked all right. I tell you what, that third goal was lovely. It wouldn't mm. look out of place in Premier League. That was a brilliant finish. Yeah. It's good attacking football for much all game. Mm. Other than the first couple of minutes of the second half where Notts County came out fighting as well as got that free kick. But they took game to them. They mm. should have been probably three, four nil up in the first half. They yeah. won it at the post. A couple of other chances that they should have really buried. Mm. Um they were they were a better team, they deserved it. And it's it's you know, Simon Weaver, who's been their manager for eleven years now. Um Wednesday fan as well, Nuttall, so you'll be happy about that. I've seen that he used to play for us, or I don't, I don't remember him. No, it, um, Academy. Uh, but right. big Wednesday fan. Um, yeah, yeah. I, and they've not they've not done what other non-league clubs have done, which is thrown stupid amounts mm. of money at it. If you look at their squad, very little football league experience in a, in a national league squad. Um, you'll be wrong, Ben. Well, there's a the commentary yesterday that Harrogate have got in their entire squad like 700 football league appearances. And he's got about, he's about 600. Yeah. <laughs> um, got very few um, players that have played in football league, and they're just hungry players that want to mm. get there. Um, they only went pro as a club a few years back, three yeah. years ago. Um, so, yeah, they deserved it. I, I, I do want to give a little bit of a, a shout out here, because as I mentioned last week, uh, one of my old friends, James Bell, was the referee for final. I thought he was a line though. ref? No, it was ref. It was ref. He had a, he had a quality game. I don't think he got a decision wrong from what I was watching. Uh, but I'm going to say that because I'm biased. But just a quick one on on, uh, on Belly. So I first met him in 2012. It was actually not all. It was the Carlisle game from the promotion season. I wasn't at the Wednesday Carlisle game because I was at South Kirby Colliery. Oh, yeah. In, uh, in South Elmsall. You missed. The best celebration I've ever seen inside Hillsborough as well, that game. Well, yeah. when I got back into the changing room after the game, when the Czech scored, it was 1 all, and we watched the score come from me and Belly, and we were absolutely going crazy in the dressing room, seeing it go 2 1 Wednesday. Um, well, South Cave managers trying to come in and get, get subs money. That was a very good <laughs> laugh. Trying to work out why we were celebrating after they'd just been spanked. Um, but yeah, he, he epitomises hard work, that lad. And I don't, he's not saying about many referees, but. He put a lot of effort in, mm. and it was it's really strange that he would, whether we're bad, he would set out cones on his driveway at his house and practice his sprints to keep up his fitness. <laughs> it, it sounds it sounds ridiculous, and he got a lot of stick for it back mm. in there. But there's a reason why he's gone in eight mm. years from you know um, level four, you know, county senior league, up to football league as a referee. Mm. He's been up football league as a liner already. Uh, he's been there. He's he's a good guy and he works hard and you know what fair play to your belly mate well done you deserve Ooh, it. referee friends referee friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough that's uh, nice of you Wayne oh, if only yeah. they were that nice about us ever 
I've said Can nice you imagine? things about you once. Like, see, I complimented your T-shirt before no, the start of this. No, you asked me what colour it was. That's a compliment, isn't it? I don't think so. Okay. Odin, I compliment your driving. Because yeah. he drives like Beth Cooper. Oh, yeah, Beth Cooper. <laughs> Not all, I compliment your um, Wi-Fi connection. It's really good today. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, that's all I've got today. Has anybody else got anything you want to quick mention before we... Uh, Go away. No, I think we've done a shout out. Well, well on that arrogate, um, bit of breaking news earlier. The shout out to our, our Liam, Liam Odin, for, for breaking this news. Uh, they're playing at Donny. At Donny's ground for the first few games while their uh, pitch gets lit relayed. They really? Yeah. Ah, yeah, they've got they? Yeah. yeah, they have. Harrogate's not near Doncaster. Where else are they going to play? It's not that far, really, is it? That's Where are they going to go, Ellen Road? I don't know. There's going to be clashes if they go to uh, Bradford, isn't there? No. Not as in, like, fixture clashes. <laughs> <laughs> as in, like, fixture clashes because they're going to be the same league and that lot. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, there's, no, there's going to be no fans there. They could play at local pitch, couldn't they? He said, he said they they requested an all to uh, quite a few away games. Yeah, they tend to do that, yeah. Because they're moving into new stadium, aren't they? Oh, no. no oh, they've worked on it. It's just a new pitch. New I thought pitch. I thought I thought I had read the do some work. It's literally just starting today, I think, or tomorrow. Like it starts. They, 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 they weren't going to relate if they didn't come up with it. They, they, they've yeah. only put it down a couple of years ago from from what I've heard. Just on that, I, do, I still don't think they should be forced to rip it up. I think in League Two, it's absolutely acceptable to have a, a proper mm. modern three D three G mm. pitch. People complain about things like injuries and stuff like that, but I think the benefits are oh, massively. I don't know. Outlet. I don't know. Not I've played on 3G, 3G this weekend. Go for it. Uh, it's not left in my fucking legs. <laughs> Isn't that because you're a bit I, fat? Well, we were on grass Thursday, uh, Saturday night, and it weren't so bad that it, it takes it out of your legs playing on 3G. I have to admit, if you had to play on that every week, it's, it will cause injuries <laughs> long term. Yeah, probably. It's probably a topic for further further episodes. Uh, when there's less football on, uh, but yeah, cool. So it, it will it will be as of next week. We may actually see a return to Waynesburg because that's one of the topics. It may be, but we've got lots of Champions League and European football to look forward to. Which means Waynesburg will not be returning. Shout out to us, uh, as as new followers. What I, I'm just going to check what we're up to. Three hundred and twelve. Three hundred and twelve. Oh, Ollie, we've, we've we've gone nearly hundred since last week. So. Mm. Uh, there you go. Hello, everybody. Getting a lot of feedback as well. A lot of positive feedback. A lot of positive feedback. Yeah. People are liking it. So if you are do like it, make if sure you've left us, like a, left us a five star review, uh, and and uh, a so, rated review. A review of not just the five stars. Make sure you leave a review as well. Make sure you subscribe as well because that makes it, lets everybody else know that you like it as well. And uh, there'll be a bit of bonus content coming up. Yeah, well, we did a bonus content last week. With a Derby fan about Frank Lampard and his celebrating... Crane. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose. It's a quick 10-minute episode, that one, so if you've got if you've not got much time, that's definitely worth a listen. Uh, we took Lee, who was a Derby fan, about Frank Lampard's time there and a bit of, bit of stuff about just Frank Lampard as a manager in general. Um, and certainly next few weeks, we'll have some special episodes coming up with some other stuff as well. We've got a very niche one coming up, that, which I think people you, are going to like. I'm say, you might as well tell people that, is it? As, a, as, as one on Wednesday. Oh, I think you should leave them hanging because I think it's a really good one. I think it's a very well. Well, we can say we, we, on this week we will be speaking to the creator of the original Football Manager game, um, who, it was the first one in 1982, um, 
we'll be speaking to him about well, his, how he started it. Um, it's not related to, to the current franchise, but it's that was the first ever football management simulation game in H2. Yeah. Fans of the, uh, the ZX Spectrum will uh, have a real flashback there, won't yeah. they? So we're going to talk to him about that, how he started it and... Uh, and whatever else that probably won't, won't be out this week I would have thought we're speaking this week we'll make sure we make it a good episode and put it in the next few weeks or so and we'll hopefully get a Harrogate Town fan or something on the next week or so as well if we can get somebody on if anybody's out there that wants to get involved so we can talk to you about a bit more detail about your club and your journey from nowhere to the Football League mm. so we just haven't got 1982 Leeds squad to switching your lights on yeah well, if you're Odin if you're a Leeds fan if you know, is any great still alive? Oh yeah, Eddie Gray's still alive. Yeah. Relax, you don't wish death on him. Yeah. I'm just asking. I, I, There's yeah. not many of them left as it There's is. There's been a few Leeds players died this year, so I thought I'd ask. Eddie Gray's still running uh, Leeds 10K. Is he? Well, he won a few years ago. He's in his, he's in his 80s. Yeah. Eddie Gray's in his 80s running Leeds 10K, and I can't get you three fat fuckers to play football on a Tuesday night. If you're going to arrange football on the Championship player final night, I'm not fucking play. Would you have played if it wasn't the championship? Well, it's player very final? unlikely. There we go. <laughs> but it's possible. Don't <laughs> you shitty excuses. There's football all this week. There's championship. We're trying to prevent you from League. having coronary heart disease, like say. Europa League's on Wednesday, Thursday. Champions League's back with City on Friday. There's only Sunday. We have any football this week? Why don't we just cut off your leg and just accept you're going to get diabetes? Uh, I'm just going to watch football. I don't, I don't think. I don't, if I were playing Stram Ra, I don't think uh, I don't think I'd have turned up when. Sorry. <laughs> is, it, is it to do with the uh, the Star Trek head? Uh, no comment. Yeah, cool. So we'll wrap it up there. Like, so if you if you if you uh, enjoy this, leave us a rating. Let let people know. Let your friends know. Pass it on. Um, and we'll put loads of videos out as we always do. Uh, and get involved, guys. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, Jordan. Yeah, thank you very much for not mentioning Lee's this week. We really appreciate that. Yeah. Us again, it's really good. Yeah. We are the <laughs> champions. <laughs> That's my fault. I accept full responsibility. I'm going to say thank you, Wayne. You're going up, going up. What do you mean you're not going to say thank you? I'm going to, but then you say him off. Oh, say thank you. Thank you, Nassau. Thank you. Cool. And we'll right. see you next week, guys. Cheers, guys. Why did you do it? <laughs> Bye. Bye.